Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, age 35, in 2014. And I'm your other co-host, Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's for 18 years. I was his care partner. On today's episode, we'll be talking about personal responsibility, and ways for you to get ownership over your health. But first... But first, fuck, I have got Parkinson's. Okay, folks. So today I sort of emphasize that. Actually, I should change it and say, fuck, they have Parkinson's because today I really want to focus on the care partners because as a care partner, I can tell you the sentiment is the same. It doesn't change. And it's really important that we get a focus of what our role is as a care partner. In some instances, you may think, well, now I have to do everything. I have to take over everything. And initially, you might actually feel that way. But the truth is, you don't. And you probably won't. Not for a while, at least. In some cases, if it's really bad, you might. But initially, usually with an early diagnosis, there's not going to be a major significant change other than the fact that you're going to have to adapt a little bit to what your life is going to be like, how you're going to interact, the things that you do. You may have to change how you do things around the house, especially like if you your partner is someone that um, does a lot of gardening or they work on the house and they climb up ladders and they hang the Christmas lights and things like that. So... You know, those are things that might change, but in some cases, they don't. And so I'm really directing this to our care partners that are out there listening, that it's important for you to be actively engaged. Parkinson's disease is a family disease. Family can be extended family. It can be blood family. It can be friends that feel like family that are engaged with you. And what that means is don't be afraid to go to the doctor with your partner. Don't be afraid if you're working and you can't go to the doctor to ask them if it can be recorded so you can hear it. You know, for me, I was working full time and if Sandy had to go to the doctor and I couldn't be there, I would ask the doctor if we could either FaceTime or would it be okay if Sandy recorded it? That way, I knew if Sandy would forget something to tell, certainly to forget to tell me what went on, because usually he'd go to the doctor and the doctor would say, how are you doing? And he would say, oh, I'm great. <laughs> and then that was it after he's had a week of no sleep 
or a week of choking or a week of tripping. So, you know, I think it's really important as a care partner that we take responsibility for our role as the caregiver and offer support. And it may be something new that you've never done before. Maybe you've never gone to the doctor with your partner, but this is a good time to learn and get to know the people that are taking care of the person that you love and care for. So um, that's my two cents. Travis, do you have anything you want to add? No, Judy, except that I wholeheartedly agree. You've got to sit up and take an active role. That's what life is like with Parkinson's. And that's actually our topic today, right? Right. Is life with PD is just like life without PD, except for the PD part. <laughs> that's right. And you can go through life not taking responsibility for your health and your well-being. A lot of people do it. Right? Right. It's <laughs> very popular these days to not want to be responsible for any sort of decision. But at the end of the day, we are all in some way or another responsible for our own health. And that is the topic that I think a lot of people in the PD community forget because they did not do anything to get this disease. They think that gives them a free pass to not do anything about it. And like our interviewer, our interviewee rather last week said, you've got to take ownership. When he said that, I thought that was a great thing that John said about, um, and we're talking about John Ball, in case you hadn't heard last week's episode. But I think what he was referring to is you have to make your life better yourself. You, you know, even though you didn't do anything to get this, the bottom line is you can do something to have good quality of life. Right, now that you have it. And he also brought up what I feel is a very understated perspective in the PD community, which is exercise, being fit and strong will help you in your life in general. Being fit and strong is especially helpful if you have Parkinson's disease. And even if you have Parkinson's disease and you have a diagnosis that was given to you when you were in your 70s or 80s or even close to your 90s, you can still be fit. We have plenty of people in our community that are in their 80s that are amazing, that work out every day. And it doesn't mean that they're going to the gym and lifting 250 pounds of weights, but they are being active physically. 
so that their body does not shrivel up. And that's really important. Right. And it is something that as an athlete, as a mountaineer and climber, and somebody who's studied martial arts for a number of years, I used to hear it all the time. Like, you are responsible for your own outcomes. If you don't like the way that you're climbing or fighting, you've got to put in the roadwork to be better. You've got to step up your training game. You've got to eat better. You've got to do what it takes to get the results that you want to get. You know, Travis, that makes me think of like Rocky. Remember the, that old movie, Rocky? Okay. So it's like anyone can train to do something. And I, and I can say that because I, I trained for a very long 750-mile bike ride when I was 50. Right. And, and that was no easy feat. But once I completed that, I thought to myself, Oh my God, if I can do this, I can do anything. And I always felt that was true after I had my first child. I thought, man, if I could give birth to a child, I could do anything. But this took me to another level. Right. And that is exactly what I'm talking about, is you wanted to ride that ride, and so you trained hard for it, and then you rode the ride. And it's like yesterday I went to Lodge, and a bunch of people told me, hey, you sound so much better. And I said, thank you. I worked very hard on it. You know, it's no accident that I sound as good as I do. That's right, Travis. You're a prime example of someone who, when they have an obstacle, they decide that rather than going around or going backwards, you go right into it and say, okay, how can I get through this straight on? And and I think that is something, it's really why I feel like I have so much respect for you because you do push through. And I know if you've been a regular listener on the show, you have heard a couple episodes where Travis was really struggling and not feeling so great and having a hard time with his speech and and even having a hard time just processing thoughts. And here we are today where he sounds clear and he's able to think it through. And, and it's true that he has worked really hard to do that. Now, when you have Parkinson's, you can't just do it yourself, okay? And that's part of this responsibility factor that we're talking about. You have to have helpers, and those helpers come in the way of therapeutic services like speech pathologists or physical therapists or occupational therapists. And it's when you're talking about your speech, it's not just your voice. It's your whole body conditioning that has to be taken care of. Right. And 
It's like, if I'm going to claim responsibility and credit for when I'm sounding good, I also need to take credit and responsibility for when I'm sounding bad. You know, I know that there are days or weeks that go by and I don't exercise as much as as I should, or I burn the candle at both ends and don't get as much sleep as I should, and I need to own that. Just as much as I need to own when I'm doing everything right. That's right. And I mean, you're not going to be perfect, folks. Let's face it. No one is perfect. No one exercises perfectly. No, I mean, they might say they do, but, but you know, really and truly, it's hard work to have Parkinson's. And we've said that on this show many times. It's, it's not an easy thing to have to deal with. But you can work through it, and the rewards are really there if you do it. You will notice a difference. You will do a program, and in, in three weeks, you'll notice a difference in your voice. You'll notice a difference with your strength. And I was doing this little 10-minute um, workout the other day as a, a little isolation thing, and I remember the trainer was saying, "We don't the things that we can't do, we don't do because we don't want to look like we're failing. But if you don't at least try it, it's never going to get better. And if you keep trying, eventually one day you'll be able to do it. And so I think that's totally true. And it may be in some instances that this particular movement or this particular thing that you're trying to do is just going to be out of your reach. But it's the idea of trying to do it that I think is going to make it beneficial for you. You may find another way to do it. There may be a workaround, right? Right. Or you may not be able to do it right now, but that does not mean that you will forever not be able to do it. As Judy is fond of saying, this is not forever. Right. Parkinson's might be forever, but the condition that you're feeling for this particular day or this particular moment is not forever. And we certainly know, both Travis and I know a lot of people within the community that have had some bad falls, they've had some setbacks, and then they they come back. You know, they come back to it. They start exercising again. They start talking with people again. They move out of their sort of small little cocoon space where they've sort of closed up and decided that they're just not going to participate in anything. And once they start opening up like that again, life gets a little bit better. And that's what you have to know is that, you know, we're not saying it's a snow cone with cherry topping, right? Right, but neither is it always the cherry pit. Yes. <laughs> Good point. I like that, Travis. <laughs> I've spent a while trying to 
convey to find the really perfect analogy to describe what it is like to have PD. And one of the ones that I like is it's like paddling a raft upstream. You can make progress, but every time you rest, the current pushes you backwards. That's really good. I like that because I think that's totally true. Or trying to, to paddle with one uh, or maybe <laughs> you just keep going in circles, right? Isn't that what would happen? You're the outdoorsman, not me. So I'm assuming that's what would happen. Yes. At least in cartoons, that's what used to happen. So. <laughs> yes, and they are based accurately. But, you know, I feel like just because we've got an upstream ride does not excuse us from needing to paddle. And, you know, some days it's all I can do to dip the paddle in the water. And other days I'm able to paddle hard enough to make progress. Right. And you know, the other thing I want to say about that, Travis, is that, you know, it's not your fault if you can't paddle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a bad thing if you can't paddle. And if you even don't feel like paddling, that is a sign of Parkinson's. That's the apathy that people experience. Right, but it is still your responsibility. You know, it's like there are many, many days where I feel like that song by Nathan Hale in the Night Sweat. The song is called S-O-B. Yes, there we go. S-O-Bs, there we go. PD plays some crazy tricks on you every day. And that's the thing you need to know. Amen, it does. And the mind games that it plays, aside from all the physical things that you experience, the, the emotional feelings that you have, and the apathy and some of the depression that comes with it is usually the hardest stuff to address because I've heard many people say to me, you know, I don't have a lot of physical symptoms, but I'm really suffering from apathy. I'm really suffering from depression. And my friends just look at me and go, oh, you look fine. And I'm really not fine. You have to let people know, and this is where personal responsibility comes into play. Tell your friends, you know, these are symptoms of Parkinson's. And sometimes I can control how I'm feeling, and sometimes I can't. And it's okay to not always feel like you're happy and everything's great and you're doing great. You may be able to say to someone one day, I feel really lousy. I've been feeling lousy for a whole week, and I have to figure out what it's about. You know, did I eat something that made me maybe too much sugar that made me feel like I was crashing? Or did I not sleep enough? Was I up too many nights in a row? 
try to analyze and see if you can figure out maybe what's going on. And if you can't, you call your neurologist and you say, hey, or you even if you have figured it out, you call your neurologist and say, hey, I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating well. I feel really depressed. What is the solution here? What can I do? Because your neurologist is your partner. They're the person that is going to take you along and get you better. Right? Right. And it is so imperative that people realize that those neurologists will help you, but they won't do it for you. You've got to take that first step. Yes. You have to reach out to them. You have to let them know that you're having trouble. And I've heard many people say this in groups when they're talking about how badly they're feeling. And then you say, oh, did you talk to your doctor about it? Well, no, I haven't contacted my doctor. And I'm going, well, why not? Because that's probably the person that will help you the most. You know, I think that you have to let them know the status of of how you're feeling. And if you see a pattern, write it down. You know, take notes. We've talked about this in other episodes too. Make some notes so when you finally get in to see the doctor, which might be a week or two from the time you first call. Or, or three, a month. Or a month <laughs> or two. They will have a good picture of what's been going on. And, and I think that's really important. Understanding your body, understanding the sequences of what you've been experiencing, and it can really help. And you know what? If you have a care partner that's that you live with, then turn to your care partner and say to them, you know, I'm going to need a little assistance with tracking this stuff. If you see things, write it down. Let me know because I won't remember that this happened to me on this date. And if you live by yourself and you don't have a care partner, then you call a friend and you say, hey, I need a little assistance here. I, I need someone to help me track some of the stuff that's going on with me because I forget and I don't remember to put it down. So if I could call you and just have you keep some notes for me, that would be awesome. Or send them an email or send an email to yourself. Right? Right. Or use one of the many phone dictation apps. Yeah, there's so many great ones. And you can take all kinds of notes. You see it in the movies all the time. The point that we want to really send home is that you will be the one who will benefit the most from this. And likewise, you will be the one to suffer if you fail to do this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of people go for physical therapy and then they're given instructions and exercises to do during the week you know, and they don't do it. And then they go back to physical therapy and say, I still, I didn't help. It really, I don't feel any better. But you have to take that next step and do the homework. It's just like a kid in school. 
You know, you have homework to do every day. Right. And apparently that song is by Nathan Rateliff and the Night Sweats. All right. So now that I got that credit correct, let's go ahead and listen to Azar. Ending music for today. Let's do it. Okay, Judy. That's a wrap. See you next time. Bing. Bing. I'm on need someone to help me. I'm on need somebody's hand. I'm on need someone to hold me down. I'm on need someone. I'm on a rise and shake my body I start cooling out my hair I'm on a cover myself with the ashes of you And nobody's gonna give a damn Son of a bitch, give me a drink Son of a bitch! Give me a drink!